<laughs> Hello, guys. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to our Woo-woo. podcast. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. <laughs> girls, bad luck, bitches. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, wow. I know. You. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. Okay. So, first of all, I want to start off by saying thank you to everyone for yeah. such the amazing feedback that we've gotten off of the first episode. And... I don't know, like, I just felt the love. Like, having everyone, like, write me or write you, like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you sounded so funny. I think the thing that made me the most happiest is that people said it just sounded real. And that was, yeah. like, cool because it's, like, this is Nico and I just talking. Like I We don't have want long it, talks. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> want it to be some, like, perfect-ass podcast. Like, mm-hmm. that was the last thing I wanted. We're just winging it. We're just having fun, guys. We're winging it. Yeah, oh, thanks yeah. to Mariah's friends, too. Mariah <laughs> yeah. would tell me everything that everyone would say, and I'd be like, yay. Yeah. I don't know how to say thank you, but hi, thank you. <laughs> and then everyone's like, Nico's voice is so cute. I'm like, I know. It's, it's my so faulty adorable. microphone. <laughs> I think I have a faulty microphone, because like, I have to talk really close to the microphone, and Mariah's like, just chilling like 10 feet back. <laughs> and I'm like an inch from the microphone, like, hi, guys. Like, my arm back on the chair. I know. I'm just straight chilling on my coffee. Hello. <laughs> you guys, I tried a new coffee from Dutch Bros. I'm I'm proud of myself. Yeah, I she, really, she my, really did it. My same shit every fucking time. <laughs> okay. Hey. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Let's get to business, so, Mariah. Episode two. We're going to talk about mental health. And I'm excited because one of our followers wanted us <laughs> to talk about this. But regardless, Nico and I wanted to make an episode about this because mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a big deal right now. Like, don't get me wrong. Mental health has always been a thing. But I feel like it's hitting a lot of people harder right now, especially like with the pandemic and stuff. Especially me, like last year was a fucking <laughs> shit show of a year for me. So that's why I, I, I wanted to talk about this. Same here. Sure, so. Same here. Well, Mariah made some notes, and I just, you know, <laughs> very scatterbrained. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll have you start because you're more like organized right now. <laughs> I'm more organized. Yeah, what the heck? You know you're organized. On me. Well, just you know, just a little, <clears throat> little topic to go into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like kind of going off of the last episode mm-hmm. that we had, and how you can say like. And you have the balls to be like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm not doing too good right now. Like, I need help. Mm -hmm. How we're saying like that, that was a big deal for people to do. For me, that was really hard for me to do. Mm -hmm. And I've always been the type of person that if if I'm feeling a certain way, I I try to deal with it. But I noticed last year, I fucked myself up by thinking that I was dealing with it. And I wasn't in reality. Like now that I'm like here and like the mindset that I am right now and looking back at how I was last year, like I wasn't dealing with it at all. Yeah, I think last year was definitely the worst mental health year of my Mm -hmm. entire life, Mm -hmm. which pushed me to like go to therapy, which is really good. But it also like really messed me up in my head, which I'm Mm -hmm. still dealing with today. I cried on my way here. <laughs> I'm actually like in the. <laughs> I'm actually this is a perfect episode. I'm actually like in the middle of like an anxiety. Like I don't know if you want to call it like an episode, mm-hmm. but like I like with the last year, I 
have like a lot of health anxiety mm-hmm. to where like any little thing in my body, like if I have like an ache or something or like a twitch, like last night I had a twitch in my throat and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, and my brain just goes to the worst thing. And like, I was like freaking out last night. <clears throat> And I was talking to my mom, and that's when it kind of, like, my anxiety started. Mm-hmm. And when my anxiety starts, it takes a long... For me, like, right now, it takes a long time for it to, like, go away. And last night, I would just was not having it. And, like, my mom was like, you'll be okay. And my mom's such a saint. Like, she's helped me so much this last year. Like, she's, like, one of the one... One of the people that I depend on the most with my anxiety because like Mm -hmm. I'll tell her and she'll listen to whatever I have to say and then she'll just tell me everything's gonna be all right which you just need to hear sometimes and yeah so then like today I was driving and I've had a lot of anxiety with being alone like being left alone like at the house or something or like driving I've had (laughs) I'm just like spewing at all my problems I've had a lot of problems I know I've had a lot of problems with driving Mm -hmm. like one being the driver and two being like the passenger yeah so I don't know if you notice but every time we go get coffee like I always like you to drive like I don't be like let's go in my car but I like you to drive because it's kind of me like trying to get used to like being the passenger because that's what my therapist says but my mom always wants me to drive so I've been driving most but like with Mm -hmm. you I'm like yeah I'm right you drive (laughs) well I always drive because I'm like damn Nico drove all the way over here so like I got you thank you thank you but yeah so I was just like driving here and I was like crying one because I was just so frustrated that like this is happening again and I'm I feel like I'm going to circle and it's making me unmotivated but I am dealing with it and before this would happen, like driving and like my health anxiety, I wouldn't even want to leave the house. So like me driving here by myself, mm-hmm. I was just like, well, I'm really doing it. Like I'll get through it one day. But I was just like so frustrated, but also proud of myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard because like you feel good that you're doing it. But at the same time, you're scared. You're mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, <laughs> what am I doing? But I'm like, I'm driving to Mariah's house right now. Like, yeah. no, I understand that completely. But no, that's why we're here. You're supposed mm-hmm. to let all your problems out. I know, but I just feel like I have so many. <laughs> I just feel like I have so many that I could be here for days just telling you all my problems and everything. I ain't got no plans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also like you're at here. 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm always here. <laughs> no, and I, like, last year, that was a shitty year for me. It was. And I've had these moments in the past like especially in high school but like I I definitely got dark in high school at one point but I feel like now that I'm older and there's like a lot more on my plate and I'm dealing with like emotions I didn't really deal with like in high school at that younger age it was way 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 too hard for me last year because in the past, if I knew if I was feeling a certain way, if I knew, like, okay, Mariah, you're kind of going downhill, like, you you, you know when you're not feeling like yourself, mm-hmm. I would rely on this stuff that made me feel better, like writing. I love reading. I can get lost in a book at any given time of day. I love to paint. I love to draw. But, not, like, nothing was working for me to feel better. Mm-hmm. Like, I started to get so low and started to feel so low that none of that was helping me and that's when I knew okay Mariah something's definitely wrong with you because those are your outlets and now your outlets aren't even helping you Mm -hmm. so you you need to figure out what the fuck that you're gonna do because if this isn't helping you then shit's just gonna get worse because and I don't know 
I don't know what it is. And I feel like that's what sometimes it's hard because people just deal with these emotions just because like, yeah, you have yeah. people who have like actual like trauma, people who deal with like some serious shit that end up coming down this road. But then there's people who just get lost out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was kind of like me. And I don't because I have an amazing family. I surround myself with good people. And I just, like, Mariah, you have no reason to feel this way. Like, why are you feeling this way? Because I started to feel alone. Mm-hmm. Like, extremely alone. And I didn't notice, like, when I'd come home from work, I'd go straight to my room. And that's when I was, like, at mom and dad's house, too. Like, I wouldn't even, like, hang out with them. I wouldn't really, like, talk to them. I just noticed I'd always be in my room. And if I wasn't there, I was at work. Just back and forth. Just at work or in my room. So started to feel really alone, started to feel burnt out, especially at work. Like at work, oh my God, I was bitchy. Mm-hmm. I caught myself in really, really bad moods for nothing. Like regardless, work can be really hard for me sometimes, but I always try and have a positive attitude because I know that that's the work feel that I'm in. But at work, I noticed that was kind of like creating... Not drama necessarily, but people would always ask me, like, what's wrong, Mariah? Like, you're not really acting like yourself. And I'm just like, leave me alone. Like, just mind <laughs> the bite, like, people's heads off. Like, yeah. I I would get pissed off over anything. Like, I would just want to rip people's heads off. Like, I would just be so angry. And then I'd cry. And I wouldn't know what I was crying about. Like, I just felt so sad and I think that's the thing that pissed me off is because I didn't know why Mm -hmm. because I had no reason to feel those emotions and then at the time too what made it worse is I was dealing with the breakup Mm -hmm. so having that emotions of losing someone that you really care about and then now you're dealing with all those emotions mixed with your own shit like I felt so low and I kept it to myself for a while because I'm I'm really good at hiding my emotions if I don't want to talk to anyone I will hold that shit in. But I know, like, in the past, I would, you know, eventually go to someone and let it out, someone that I trust. But last year, I just kept it to myself, and that didn't benefit me whatsoever because and then I just broke down. And I didn't realize that it was an issue because one day I was just at the kitchen on the counter. I don't remember what I was doing. I was just sitting there. And my little brother, he's 12, He was just staring at me, and I could feel like he was staring at me, but I wasn't paying attention to him. Mm -hmm. And he's just, I could just see he's looking at me, so I kind of look up at him, and I'm like, what? And you can tell this little kid, his eyes, he's just so focused on me, and I'm like, what? Like, what the fuck are you staring at? (laughs) And he's like, Mariah, you look so sad. And when he said that, Nico, my heart broke into a million more pieces. Mm-hmm. The moment I heard him tell me that, like, I'm already going to get teary-eyed because I'm, like, hearing my little brother tell me that. Mm-hmm. I got so sad, like, ten times more sad than I already was. And I'm like, holy fuck, like, I am sad. Mm-hmm. And now that my little brother can see, oh, his big sister is sad, dude, I broke down and I ran away. I ran upstairs into my room. And then my mom chased after me. And she's like, Mariah, what's wrong? So now having mama bear next to me, like, while I'm crying in bed, oh, my God. That's how I was like, oh, I need help. Like, I just broke down. 
And like I said, I, I have a good relationship with my mom. I love my mom so much. So I told her, like, you know, like, I need help. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I feel like shit. I don't feel like myself. Like, I feel depressed. And I didn't want to get any more darker because I started to get really dark thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm being completely honest, and I don't really tell people this, but back in high school, I used to cut myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to get to that point again. Like, I didn't, I don't want to, you know, like, eventually start hurting myself or, you know, start thinking of, like, why am I here? Because people do get that dark. Like, why am I here? I feel so shitty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to start feeling th- the same way. Like, I don't want to continue to live life like this. So my mom, God bless my mama, she... You know, she was like, don't worry, you're not alone. Like, we're here for you. Like, we're going to figure this out. And she just kept saying, like, you're not alone. Because she knew that I felt alone. And it was getting back to the point where, like, I was taking it out, like, on my family. Like, I wasn't talking to them. If my dad, because I love my dad to death. He's a great man. But me and my dad never really had that bond to where I felt like I could talk to him about anything. So hearing my dad, and sometimes, like, when someone's at a low point, you don't really want to say certain things. And, like, you feeling as a person who's, like, depressed or sad don't want to hear, like, oh, we'll just be positive. Oh, well, it's just a phase. Mm -hmm. So hearing him, and I know he's just trying to be there for me, but in my state that I was in, hearing that from him, it pissed me off because I felt like I wasn't being heard and I felt like he wasn't understanding Mm -hmm. and I felt like he wasn't being genuine. Like, you're telling me just to brush Mm -hmm. it off my shoulder. Like, I can't, Dad. I need help. Like, I feel sad. Mm -hmm. So it caused a lot of drama. Like... One night, I went off on my dad so bad, and I feel so bad about it till this day. But I started dealing with these emotions that I didn't understand, and I didn't know how to control. So I didn't know how to handle it, so I would just go off on people. And that's what I was doing to him. So I know for sure I made him feel bad. But at the same time, it was also teaching me emotions that I guess I wasn't really paying attention to. I guess now, as an adult... I was kind of, you know, hating on my dad because we didn't have that bond. So Mm -hmm. now when I need him the most and he's not here for me, I was taking it out on him because, like, I was starting to reflect on a whole lot. And I'm like, okay, like, (laughs) I want to have that relationship with my dad, and I never realized that until now. And now that he's not understanding me, like, I hate him. And that's how I felt at the the time. Like, Mm -hmm. it's gotten so much better now from therapy. Mm -hmm. But... You know, so I was I was just causing so much drama. And so, you know, feeling alone, feeling all that. And then thank God my mom, she helped me out. She was like, don't worry. Like, we'll go through your dad's insurance. We'll figure out, like, what therapist we can find for you. So she made a list of the people that accepted our insurance. So and then from there, she's like, you just got to find the one that, like, you want. So I kind of, like, pushed it off because I was, I was low-key nervous. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know this is what I have to do and I want to do it, but I'm scared at the same time. So I, I left it there and I'd put sticky notes like, Mariah, remember, try and find a therapist. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I eventually did. And I found the one and 
of course, during the pandemic, it's like, oh, well, we have to do virtual ones. And I'm like, no, I, I want to be in person. Like, that was a thing for me. I, I want to be physically there with my therapist because to me, it just didn't feel personal if it wasn't. So I ended up finding the right one and I went and, <laughs> well, baby, <laughs> it made me feel so good. Mm-hmm. It taught me so much. And I was so nervous. And I could, like, see myself. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm talking forever. No, no, no. (laughs) Like, I would go to the sessions, and I would just sit there, like, all, like, my body language is all tight. Just, like, sitting on the couch, like, hi. Yeah. Help. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) So, like, you know, kind of, like, not standoffish, but, like, closed off for sure, like, the first session. And then the more and more, like, she started talking to me and getting to know me, like, I started to feel a bit more comfortable. And I let out so much shit. So, so much shit. So, like, as as the sessions went on, I started to notice myself relax more. Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally by the last session, I was, like, <laughs> on the couch just chilling. chilling, talking to her. But it, it makes a difference. And it it's does. taught me a lot. And I'll talk about the stuff that, like, we talked about, which she taught me right now. But mm-hmm. I think it's hard to confront those emotions and the demons that you face. Because at the end of the day, you're your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. You are. And once you open those, like, doors, like, there's, like, <laughs> no going back. Mm-mm. Like, you, you can go through life and be like, yeah, I probably have some stuff wrong with me, but I'll just deal with it later. Because it's a lot to deal with. Once mm-hmm. you open that door, there's literally no going back. You can't be like, oh, wait, like, oh, I had that issue. Well, I'll do that later. Because you, you already opened that door and you have to deal with it, mm-hmm. which is good. So that's why I feel like that's why... I was so scared to go to therapy because I've been talking about going to therapy for like, what's this year? For like six years at least. Mm-hmm. For like six years, I've been like, I want to go to therapy, but I'm just too nervous. Like I, Or I'd be like, well, I'm not like at that point where I need to go to therapy at whatever. Mm-hmm. But last year really pushed me to be like, I need to go for my own, like, for my own life. Like, I'm not sound dramatic, but, like, to, yeah. like, save my own life. Because I was getting to a point where I would go days with just, like, waking up, laying in bed, just looking out the window and being, like, I, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why I'm being put in this position. I don't know why I'm being, like, dealt these cards. And I'd just be, like, I feel so hopeless and I don't know what to do. And I just feel like nothing's ever going to get better. And it does take a while to mm-hmm. get better. Like, to this day, like, how you're talking about your therapist, how you're, like, tense with her. I still am tense at the beginning when I have my therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's scary to, like, open up mm-hmm. to someone about, like, things you don't even... Understand. Understand or think about or deal with or haven't even told anybody yet, you know? But it really does help because you have to deal with those. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't know, anxiety, depression, and, like, all that is, like, such a serious topic, and I'm really glad that it's, like, a thing now, because I feel Mm -hmm. like before, a lot of people wouldn't want to talk about it, and they would be, like, push it aside, and, like, especially with, like, my mom's generation, like, with that generation, I feel like they would just kind of look past it and not deal with it, and 
I'm really glad that like our generation is like very aware of mm-hmm. like things that we need to work on and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It was it was a lot. And I feel like it got worse for me because like I said, I had a lot more on my plate. Mm-hmm. And like me now compared to me in high school, like bitch, what were you worrying about? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying yeah. no feelings are invalid. Like, I know what I was feeling. I was feeling because of shit that like, I was going through. But, like, Mariah, you were just in high school. Like, freshman, sophomore year when you are feeling that way. Like, But I also still, feel like... Growing up. Because I, I went through, like, the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I... I don't know. I, I had issues I had to deal with, like... But they weren't as prominent as my issues now. Yeah. But I also feel like when we were in high school and middle school, like, self-harm and, like, depression and, like, anxiety was, I don't want to say idolized, Mm -hmm. but, like, it was, like, made, like, a a thing. Yeah. And that's why, like, now me sitting at the age that I am and reflecting Mm -hmm. on it, that's why I'm, like... Because obviously I know what I've been through. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, Mariah, like, you weren't feeling shit compared to how you were feeling now. Mm-hmm. Well, last year. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I hear people always say, like, 20s are really hard. Because you're trying to figure out who you are. And you're trying to figure out what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you're kind of always going to want to, like, not want to. You're kind of always going to go through that. So I feel like it's you learning how to, like, control your emotions. Because when you get lost in them, there's no way out. You're literally Mm -hmm. just in a black hole. And I felt like that's the point that I was in. And again, now that I can reflect, I feel like I just wasn't handling them properly. Or if I was feeling them, I kind of, like, pushed them off to the side. And I feel like that's why I got so dark. Mm -hmm. And my anxiety got really, really bad. And I didn't even know, like, I had anxiety. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing for me because I've never felt it until last year. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always been the outgoing, the funny one in the family, like, the hyper one, the one that's always, like, in a good mood. But I don't, like, I was just so, I was just fucking everywhere. And the thing, like, my coworkers would catch me (laughs) because my job is so stressful, guys. Like, you have no idea. Like, and this is something me and my therapist talked about. Like, you being a healer, like, if your job in any way is healing something or someone, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure and, like, a lot of stuff to, like, hold on yourself. It is. And she even said, like, me as a therapist, like, it's hard. Like, but we choose to do this because those are the type of people that we are and we love to help people or things. Mm -hmm. So... My job would be so stressful, and I'd catch myself because of my coworkers, and, like, even at home, like, people would catch me. I was constantly scratching my head right here. Oh, if yeah. I started to feel anxious or I angry. I scratched my chest. Or I scratched my chest a lot like that, yeah. But it was right here, like, at the tip of my forehead. Like, dude, I started to make myself bleed. I didn't know I was scratching my, my head that hard. Mm-hmm. And my friend at work, Yoli, she was like, Mariah, stop scratching your head. Because like, she knew, like, I would talk to Yoli about, like, my shit. And so every time she's she's like, Mariah, stop. And she's a mom. So she, she'd mom me. She'd like, Mariah, get your head out of your head. She counts three. <laughs> yeah, like, Mariah, stop. Like, she'd, always, she'd pull, like, my hand, like, away from her, like, stop. Mm-hmm. And even at home, my mom, like, 
I would just be sitting there and I'd catch myself like, again, this is me not noticing I'm, I'm, I'm having anxiety right now and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. So I noticed like it was getting bad too, because I was constantly like, Brian, now you're making yourself bleed. Okay. And you're not even realizing it. Yeah. You know? And then one day I had an anxiety attack at Target. I've never had an anxiety attack. And I was with my family and I was fine. I was fine one second and just literally a snap of a finger. <laughs> All these emotions ran over me. I like, and you can feel it coming. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. But you feel all these emotions rushing to you, and then my heart starts pounding really, really, really fast. And I'm like, fuck. Like, here we go. Something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I start shaking. My heart is racing fucking fast. I'm feeling all these emotions, and my eyes start to water. And I'm like, I'm going to start crying. And I literally go to my mom, like, mom, like, I'm going to have anxiety. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, like, I literally just started Bursting out of tears in the middle of Target for no reason. Bitch, how are you sad at Target? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, You're like that's I, when I knew I had a problem. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? You know? So, like, I started crying to my mom, my mom again. <laughs> I love my mom. <laughs> me too. That's, she, I do the same thing with my mom. She grabbed me. She, like, put me in the corner and... I was just closing my eyes. She's like, Mariah, take deep breaths. Like, you're here. You're okay. Like, she was, like, rubbing my shoulders. Like, you're okay. You're okay. And I literally just had to cry and let it out. And then I was fine. hmm It was weird. I've never experienced anything like that. My first panic attack. So, the good thing with us is that, like, we, we've gone through two different, like, um, like uh, experiences. Like with our life, because as far as I can remember, I've always had anxiety. It's just gotten progressively worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I first had my first panic attack. <laughs> Sounds so funny saying that. My first panic attack. Um, I was like, because my parents are divorced. If in case anyone didn't know, I'm pretty sure everyone knew that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I would spend the summers with my dad, and I remember. We went to Fry's Electronics. Oh, R.I.P. So, they just closed yeah. all their electronics stores. This is old school. I world. know. So we're at Fry's Electronics, and we were checking out, and I just I couldn't breathe, and I was like, I was like, Dad, like I think like one of my lungs collapsed. I was like, I literally cannot breathe, and. My, I don't think my dad has ever experienced that, or ever experienced that, or ever seen anyone that experienced it. So he was like, whatever. And he's like, no, if your lung collapsed, you would know it. And I'm like, I think I know it. Like, I'm pretty (laughs) sure, like, my lung collapsed. Like, I can't breathe. And I started freaking out. And my heart was pounding. And poor me, I was so small. I was just like, I didn't know what was happening. And I was just like, I'm going to die. Like, I legit think I'm going to die every time I'm going to have a panic attack. It's so stupid. But it's okay. (laughs) If you feel it's it's not stupid. But, like, it's just, it's so frustrating that I feel like that's the right word. And so then I went to the car. I was like, can you just give me the keys? I got to go to the car because I'm going to freak out and I don't want to freak out in the store. So I go to the car. I call my mom and I'm just crying. Like I bawl my eyes out and I'm like, I can't breathe. And I'm like hyperventilating over the phone, hyperventilating over the phone. And my, my poor mom's like, she's like a city away and she doesn't know what to do. And she's just like, you're having a panic attack. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like just breathe. And I'm just like, um, this never happened. Like, do I need to go to the hospital? Like, I feel like I legit thought one of my lungs collapsed. Yeah. I was just like, I can't breathe. And I was just like, I was like, I'm going to pass out. 
And she was just like, don't worry, like, just get through this, you'll get through it, and then I'll pick you up, like, tomorrow, and we'll go, like, she she was just going to take me, because she knew I wasn't having a good time that mm-hmm. summer, and that was just, like, the craziest thing, and, like, that whole, the whole, like, summer, like, leading up to that, I remember every night, I'd have trouble breathing, but I would be like, I don't know what it is, I'm just gonna ignore it, but I would have trouble breathing, and before bed, every time I'd pray, I'd be like, if this is, like, if I'm going to die in my sleep, like, I just, like, I would just pray that I wouldn't die in my sleep. But then, like, it got to the point where I just, oh like, I was, it, I've been through so much with anxiety and depression and stuff. But, like, when I would pray, I'd just be, like, okay, well, I got to a point where I just accept, accepted it. I was, like, well, if this is it, like, <laughs> I had a good day, I guess. <laughs> but, like, it got to that point, and then it just, like, overflowed. And, like, ever since then, that's that was my first panic attack and now they've kind of like changed on how I feel with them and now it's more of like in my head where my head feels foggy and I just feel like like I'm in like another reality I don't know how to explain it it just feels like my head's like foggy and like I'm not here on earth mm-hmm. it's so weird but that's what like so my it's like you're not is. here you're here but you're not here yeah it just feels like there's like a big fog on my brain and I'm just kind of like functioning throughout the day and I'm just mainly just worrying about like I can't I'm not focused like nothing's clear mm-hmm. to me so that's what my panic attacks are now and they'll last for like a couple days like I'll have like a big thing to where I like I'll start breathing heavy and all that stuff and then I'll, the, the fog will just kind of like last a couple days and then I'll finally go away but that's what I was dealing with last year and dealing with that through a pandemic when you can't see your family and you can't distract yourself with stuff and you're home the whole time you have no distractions you can't like mm-hmm. go to the gym which was I was doing a lot which helped me with my anxiety a lot but I couldn't do anything so I was just at home all the time dealing with the stuff and it was just like I don't know it was a lot and I feel like everyone not everyone but a lot of people went through it mm-hmm. and even people that didn't have pre-existing like anxiety or depression like developed it like last year mm-hmm. and like you were saying what your therapist said did you say that like your therapist said she has more clients now yeah that's what I was gonna mention right mm-hmm. now too because she was asking me like about the pandemic like how have you been feeling when did you start noticing that you've been feeling these emotions and I would tell her and she's like do you ever think like it's because of the pandemic and she's like honestly ever since this pandemic like therapists are getting more and more clients mm-hmm and it, it makes sense, though, because, yeah, this pandemic changed the fucking world. Like, your yeah. daily life isn't the same anymore. I even think if this thing ever does go away, it's still not going to be the same. Mm-mm. Like, us as human beings now have to cope with living in these different ways now. It was and, literally like a traumatic experience that we yeah. all experienced. And it's wild. If you sit down and actually think, holy fuck, mm-hmm. I'm living in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's wild. And so I kind of like, I was thinking like, I don't know. I'm not saying it can't be, but I feel like I felt this way in the past before too. So I know it's not just 100% because of that. It's like a contributing factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, I knew that it was way worse now because the things that I enjoyed and would make me feel better just weren't. Because if I was feeling a certain way, dude, if I just drew a picture or if I painted or if I read anything like that, I'd be like, "Ah, I got it off my chest. Like, I feel good. Mm -hmm. But nothing. I... It was such a long time since I've doodled or painted 
or even around my books. And I love reading my books, but I just let, let them sit there and I literally just be laying down. Even if the TV was on, I was just zoning out. Like I was not paying attention to my surroundings. I was literally just in my head like all day. Mm-hmm. And it would drive me insane, especially to the point once nighttime came, it was worse. Oh my God, yes. Nighttime like triggered my thoughts to be 10 times more heavier yeah. than they were. I wasn't going to sleep. And I wake up so early for work. So now staying up all night, literally just in the pitch darkness, just thinking, I'm like, oh my God. Like I was driving myself insane. And I'm the type of person, once my head hits the pillow, I'm out. But I would literally be laying in the dark for hours just thinking. I wouldn't even remember falling asleep because it'd be a while. Like I'd be up to like two or three in the morning, just in my bed in the dark, just thinking away. Dude. It makes me so, I got so excited. Sorry if I screamed, but I like, it makes me feel so good hearing you say that. Like, not that you went through it, but like that, like I can relate to you because my anxiety and like my depressive like thoughts would get so much worse at night. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I was like dreading it being like sunset. And I Mm -hmm. like talked to my therapist about it and we did like this like whole like, um, like meditation about it and like it made me feel a lot better but like I don't know what it is but I just hate Mm -hmm. like going to sleep or when it's dark like just like the darkness I'm just Mm -hmm. like oh my god I don't I don't look forward to it it's like a light switch Mm -hmm. like I'm not saying I'm great during the day like no I'm I'm still feeling shitty but but you're a lot better sun goes down yeah like 10 times way more worse yes so much worse I feel so I felt relieved that you said that because whenever I would, you. Yeah. yeah, whenever I would tell like, I only told two people, <laughs> but like, <laughs> like whoever I would tell, they'd be like, it's okay. Like it's going to be tomorrow. And I'm like, Ugh, but you don't no. understand. Like I, I don't even like, oh, it would just be like a cloud would go over my head when it was nighttime too. And it was just horrible. Yeah. It, it sucked. So when I, when I laid all my shit out in therapy after all the sessions that we did, um, she told me I was diagnosed with depression, I have anxiety, and I have a thing of future tripping. That's what she called it. Because I'm, I'm the type of person, I don't care what other people think of me, but I worry so much about what they have going on in their life. Like, I like to compare a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's why she called it future tripping. Because... The type of woman that I am, I've always kind of not like scheduled my life, but in a way I kind of did like, oh, by this age, I want to have this again, reflecting on the type of lover that I am. Like (laughs) I want, I want the house. I want the guy. I want a family by this age. Like, okay, I'm going to go to college. Like I, as far back as I can remember, I've been that person. Me too. So feeling how shitty I was feeling and then at the time like two of my coworkers got engaged um people like on social media like even single people they were getting a house oh new car da, da, da. and I'm just like how the fuck do these people have all this shit going on and I don't like I'm just here I'm literally at work or I'm here at home like I'd start feeding myself all this negativity And 
I'd make myself feel worse. Like I wasn't benefiting myself whatsoever by doing that. And that's the downfall of social media. That's mm-hmm. that's what social media does to you. Like you see, and people of course are going to betray, oh my God, I live this amazing life. But you don't know what's going on behind Yeah, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But I was doing that so much. And I told her like, I want all this stuff right now. Like I need it right now. Like that's what's going to make me happy. Like mm-hmm. I was so determined on that. I need that to make me happy. And so that's why she called it future tripping. Like Mm -hmm. she told me, I have a hard time staying present. And it's true. I do. Like even now, like when I was, when I moved into this apartment, it's like, Mariah, holy shit. You finally moved out. Well, I mean, I moved out in the past, but that was with my ex at the time. But I finally moved out again, like on my own with my sister so you should be excited. This is a new chapter. But my brain's like, well, now I want a house. Mm-hmm. I can't stay present. I already want the next thing. And I don't know if that's also me not how, like, because I've always been a goal getter. I have to be working towards something in order for me to feel good. If I don't have a goal or a challenge, I drive myself mad. Mm-hmm. Like I have to have to be working towards something. So that's something that I'm learning to control because yeah, you need to stay present. Like Mariah, you just moved out. That's a big thing and it's hard. So appreciate it. Be here. You did this. Like enjoy it. So that even to this day, I'm struggling with that. Yeah, I was actually lately, I seen it on like TikTok and like Instagram. There's like this thing where it has to do with like, I think it was like anxiety, but you have a problem being present and mm-hmm. enjoying the present mm-hmm. and you're constantly worried about the future or the past yeah. but then like when you think about the past you're like like I wasn't even present then so how am I supposed to like be present now so yeah. it, like that's what I'm working on too and it's like being present and not worrying about the future because it's just going to ruin the present and you're not going to get your full like like life like you're not gonna live Mm -hmm. like to the fullest if you're like constantly worried about the future or what happened in the past if you're not like in the present but it's hard it's simply hard like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm gonna have problems with it too but I also feel the same way and like with like social media I got rid of social media for like well most of my social media for like a good year Mm -hmm. um and it helped me a lot but I got it back now because like I'm at a better place with it and Mm -hmm. now I turn like the wow, like they have this, like they have a new house or this person got a new car. I turned that into like my goal and like motivation. Like okay. not like, not like, man, I wish I was there already, but it's yeah. more like, wow, like if they can do it, I can do it. And I can't wait till I can like get a new, like a house or if I can get a new car, like it's more like motivation and like turning the situation around instead of being like, man, I wish that was me. <laughs> like, yeah. <ooh>. yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's a good, that's a good way of looking at it mm-hmm. because I was way worse back then. Like, it's something that still to this day I'm working on. Like, I am not 100% better mm-hmm. at all with that. But I've, I have gotten better. And a big thing that helped me out was a book. And I wrote it down for you guys. I have such a hard time saying the author's name. But it's called You Are Here. And it's by... Thich Nhat Han. Thich Nhat Han. I can't say his name. He's like a Buddhist mm-hmm. monk. And the whole book is talking about you staying present. Because it is a thing. If you're not present, you're not really enjoying your life because mm-hmm. you're so focused on 
well, I want this. I want that. Like, you're so worried about your future. It's like, dude, you're here. And you're going to regret it. not even promised. Mm-hmm. So you're living your life right now so fucking worried about the future. And you're not even 100% sure if you're going to have that future. And like, you're going to regret leave, it. Yeah. I regret it so much. Yeah. Like, every time it happens, which is, like, most of the time, I'm like, man, I just want to be present. Like, it's so hard. Yeah, like... I could leave my apartment right now just to go pick up Sophie at my mom and dad's Mm -hmm. or to go get coffee again. And I could fucking die in a car accident. Yeah. I don't know. Anything can happen. I don't know when my last day here on earth is going to be. So it's like, enjoy now. Mm -hmm. So I fucking loved that book because it taught you how to stay present. It taught you how what you say to yourself matters. And that's something else that I wanted to talk about. Because... It's true. What you feed yourself matters at the end of the day because that's how you're going to be as a person. That's how you're going to treat other people. That's just how you're going to take your daily life. Mm -hmm. So what you say to yourself matters. And it's literally as simple as paying attention to your breathing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Breath work is such an important thing for me every single freaking day. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it sounds silly. Like, and I tell it to people now, like, my sister, she had a rough day yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I told her, meditate. If you're literally just fucking sitting there in a quiet room and you're paying attention to your breathing, it sounds silly, but it makes you feel 10 times better. It's because or, you're bringing yourself to the present. You're bringing yourself mm-hmm. back because you mm-hmm. get so lost in those emotions. And us as human beings don't realize it sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I learned that in therapy. Breathing. It, it like, sounds so funny because it it's like a natural I do that every day. Yeah. I, I breathe every fucking day. But do you pay attention to your breathing? Exactly. You know? Do you take deep breaths, deep, yeah. long breaths? Yeah. Probably not a lot of people. So I use that so much now, especially if at work, if I'm feeling frustrated or overwhelmed. And it's so hard because I have to wear a mask all day at work. <laughs> You're like inhaling your but, mask. <laughs> yeah. I still try. Or if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I like to go outside and just take off my mask and take those few deep breaths that I need to. Yes. But man, it makes you feel so much better. So breathing. guys, breathe. Yes. Breathing, meditation, and meditation. Even if you do it for five days, um, if you just start out meditating, like look up a guided meditation on YouTube. Because mm-hmm. guided meditations are, like, the way to go. Because if you just sit there and put on, like, some, like, um, like sound waves or whatever, you'll mm-hmm. be in, like, you don't know what to do yet. So guided meditation, even for, like, three or five minutes, just start out. Perfect. I do yoga to help me. I love yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I pointed at you. I'm like, yoga? Yes. <laughs> yoga. And uh, for me, it's really important for me to be outside. Mm-hmm. Like, being outside and just, like, enjoying nature breathing like fresh air that's one of the most important things that i learned that helps me mm-hmm. with my mental health all these things are so easy you know yeah but you don't realize the benefit of it mm-hmm. unless you're paying attention to your emotions and how it makes you feel after you do it mm-hmm. because i've i've always wanted to work out especially in the past but my job is so physical i always told myself why am i gonna work out I'm being physical all fucking day. The last thing I want to do is work out when I'm when I get off of work. Like, no, my body's tired at that point. I want to go home and lay down. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I want to do. But my therapist taught me working out 
if you can work out, even if it's for a little bit, and let that energy out, all of those negative emotions and that negative energy, fucking do it. It doesn't even have to good. be like a intense workout. No, Mm-mm. going out for a walk, mm-hmm. doing a little light jog, doing a couple of jumping jacks like in your room, like anything can make you feel better. And then she taught me about meditating. So meditating has been a big part of my life, and I try and do it every day if I can. And another thing that she taught me, which is a point that I wanted to make clear to you guys, especially because, like, if you haven't gotten to therapy, I want to, like, be able to help people. Yeah. But me, I had a hard time of letting those emotions go. If I'm feeling sad or if I'm feeling angry or any certain way, I held on to it for a really, really long time. Like, I didn't know how to process my shit and just let it go. I couldn't. So she created a let-go box. So... It's fucking weird. Is like it she like had a metaphorical one? Yeah. I have one too. Do you? Oh my God, Nico, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> so it was weird because she had me sit there with my eyes closed. And I don't know what it's called, but she made me hold these two things in my hand. Mm-hmm. And she had control because they vibrated. They had like little light vibrations. Oh, that sounds so cool. And so... She made me close my eyes, and she's like, Mariah, relax. Because I'm like, why is she making me close my eyes? Like, I was so in my head already, like, yeah. at my therapy yeah. session. Like, what did she do? Like, I wasn't paying attention to what she was trying to teach me. So when she had those little vibrations go off in my hand, it was weird. I don't know if it was, like, a fucking trance or something, but I relaxed. Feeling those vibrations, I let go. Like, I felt good. And I was literally in my head creating what she was telling me to create. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a hard time of letting emotions go, guys, create a let go box. She literally told me, close your eyes. Now picture a box. It can be a jewelry box, a fucking normal box, like whatever box you want it to be. It can be heart shaped, circle, square, whatever the fuck you want. Create that box. Now also imagine a lock on it. But you're the only one with the key. So... You literally have to imagine yourself kind of bottling up these negative emotions and all the shit you want to let go of. Put them all together and put them in that box and just close it. But And it sounds silly, but if you can literally make yourself just be quiet and you can picture yourself in your head creating this box and literally grabbing those emotions out of you Mm -hmm. and putting them in your box, it sounds silly, but it helps. Yeah, I have a toolbox so too. You have a toolbox? Yeah. That's so <laughs> <laughs> in our boxes. Um, so like my therapist will like teach me something mm-hmm. or I'll have like a like a realization of something and then uh, we'll do some like breath work at the end of our sessions all the time or like some meditation and at the end she'll be like, okay, whatever you learned today, put it in that box and she's like, pick whatever box. I pick them. Um, I don't know if you know what box I'm talking about. But like, you know, like the food containers or like the push button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like those. So I pick one of those boxes. It's just like, just put it in a box and it's like your toolbox and just save it for later. Mm-hmm. You know, just in case like I need to like. Hello, fridge. But she'll be like, and if you ever need it again or whatever just pull it out and like take those tools out and like you're like whatever like that sounds so stupid but it works so much like your brain is so powerful so powerful and if you like put your pride down 
And if you mm-hmm. pay attention to the emotions that you're feeling and you listen to what this teacher is trying to teach you, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. Because I'm sure people who are listening to this are like, yeah, <laughs> these dumbasses, like, stupid like, box. <laughs> like, it actually works. Mm-hmm. So she made me create that box because she knew I had a hard time of letting go of emotions. So that has helped me so much. And then another thing for my anxiety, she told me to create a safe place. Oh my god, so, me too. I have a safe word. So, oh my god, I throw whatever. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> you hear that? The microphone is so good that I can even hear you throw it, and I'm all struggling over here talking to the microphone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, so she made me create a safe place. So she wanted that to be dealing with your five senses. So she was like, Mariah, whatever, think of what place makes you feel good. When you're there, and you're, like, the happiest you've ever been, pick that place. Whatever place you meet. She's like, don't tell me what it is. She was like, just pick that place. Now close your eyes and picture that you're there. So she was like, go off of your five senses. What do you see? What do you smell? What do you feel? What do you hear? And what do you taste? And she's like, I know that sounds funny, the taste part. But, like, you literally have to... Put yourself in that environment, in your head. So she was like doing those vibration things in my hands again. And it's so weird. Like I would literally get lost into my own head during the sessions. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow. Oh my God. Like me just picturing myself in that environment and paying attention to the environment, what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, what I'm smelling. It makes you feel like you're there. So... She's like, if you start feeling that anxiety attack or if you're starting to feel like you're, you're, you're starting to go downhill, just picture yourself there. And she's like, even if you're feeling that way at work, go put yourself in the closet and put yourself in your safe spot or go into the bathroom. Like if you're starting to feel those emotions, think of your safe place and go there. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me out so much. Mm-hmm. It's wild. That's what my therapist did too. I feel like <laughs> our therapists like are friends. <laughs> but she had me do that too. And but we do this um instead of like vibrations, my therapist does it's called EMDR, I believe. And it's where like she'll have like a pen or something in front of her and she'll have me like follow it. It's kinda like being hypnotized, but mm-hmm. like not like you're gonna like fucking cluck like a chicken or something, but like <laughs> like she had me do that exact same thing with the five senses, and then she also linked like a word to it. So she's like, just pick any word that's gonna remind you of that place. So when you do feel anxious or like you're gonna have a panic attack, or like I'm in the car, which is like my anxieties right now, and I start to feel like not okay, I'll like repeat the word to myself, yeah. and it'll bring back like those feelings and emotions and. Yeah, so I have a word linked to mine too, but we did the same thing. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And see, it helps. It does. It helps. (laughs) We're trying to get the podcast to like 40 to 50 minutes, so we'll end it in a little bit. It's just, it's a good topic. I know, but we can can still talk about this later because there's like so many like, um, like subcategories we can talk about too. I don't know if you've done like inner child work, but I have like a lot of stuff to talk about like. You're like healing your inner child because that's really important to me. You might not because, like I said, we've we've been through different lives and mm-hmm. like we got to where we are today, like with our anxiety and like our mental health mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, so you could talk about like 
whatever like you have been working on but I've had to like heal my inner child a lot and I'm still working on it to this day um but inner child work is like a big deal to me so I definitely want to talk about that's like a big topic topic that can go on forever no I understand that Mm -hmm. especially because I've been put through some shit as a kid Mm -hmm. but the good thing that I'm thankful for is we did family therapy when I was younger oh that's awesome so I'm I'm thankful for my family in that Mm -hmm. sense you know, mm-hmm. so I was able to deal with that shit mm-hmm. at that point. But it didn't mean it was perfect because like what I was saying earlier, like I realized I didn't have that bond with my dad. Yeah. You There's know? just a lot of stuff. And like no hate to our families. Like no, I no. love my family and like they they went through stuff too, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like part of healing yourself is understanding that stuff you've been put through is just a result of unresolved trauma. From, mm-hmm. like, the people around you, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I love my mom so much, so, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. She's helped me a lot right now, too, even though, she, like, she may have some stuff she has to deal with or never dealt with or whatever, which has led me to be here today. I have no, like, hate or bad feelings towards, like, my parents or my family. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's cool that I can take this time in my life to, like, heal it and, like, stop, like, the the trend of, like, passing whatever on down to, like... The next generation. Yeah. 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 No, I'm thankful for my parents, too. Mm-hmm. Like, my whole family. I know I, you are. I know you are. Me, too. I love my family to Me death. Me, too. Like, I'm a huge family person. Mm-hmm. And even after, like, going to therapy and all that kind of stuff, like, I can already see them. Like, they make sure that they do certain stuff. Like, my dad, he'll, like, oh, how was your day? How are you doing? Like, my dad makes more of an effort because now he knows how I genuinely feel. And again, you go to therapy thinking that, like, oh, well, this is probably what's wrong with me. But then you start talking about all this shit and you don't even realize that that stuff was bothering you. Yeah. It's just all unresolved trauma. Like, basically, that's just what it comes down to. Yeah, so I've definitely been in a better headspace. And my family... They for sure help 100%. Like, mm-hmm. I love them to death. They, they've taught me so much, even till this day. Like, I love them so much. But please listen to, like, what we're saying, guys. Because the little stuff like that can help. Yeah, even if it's not stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, not stupid. I'm trying not to use that word. I don't like that word. Even if it sounds... Like, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Or it's, like, small. Like, how is that going to benefit me? Yeah. If you, again, just let go of that, like emotion of just maybe you're scared to do it maybe you're like Mm -hmm. because honestly when I sat down and try to meditate I'm like (laughs) like, yeah yeah. I'm like sitting in the quiet like I'm paying attention to everything else that's around me like Mm -hmm. I'm not being focused but the more and more that you practice it it makes a difference so meditating yoga working out letting all that energy out communicate when you're feeling a certain way yes talk about it Mm because if you have a problem it's bigger in your head Mm-hmm. And once you say it out loud, you're like, okay, well, it wasn't that big. And then it mm-hmm. makes you feel so much better. But one thing that I've learned is who you surround yourself with matters. Mm-hmm. It does. We'll definitely talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Like toxic and healthy people and places mm-hmm. that you are. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that too. How, next episode, we can get more into depth of the childhood Mm -hmm. healing and all that kind of stuff and like how like what the stuff that we learned yeah so definitely 
let us know if you have anything you want us to talk about because this is how we started this episode shout out to Rachel <laughs> yes I love the topic because like I said Nico and I wanted to talk about this because this is something you and I are on the bus together yeah <laughs> we're on this road we're like bus buddies <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no but it's it's nice to know that again you're you're surrounding yourself with people who've gone through the same stuff so all we can do is lift each other up from here so mm-hmm. This podcast yeah. is so therapeutic. I'm sorry I know. it was long, guys. This is, like, very selfish for me. <laughs> like, doing this podcast, I'm like, I feel very selfish. I'm talking about myself the whole time. But it's very therapeutic, and I hope that whoever's listening can, like, relate and take our words to heart. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you're not alone. Yeah. And if you're feeling this way and you haven't talked to anyone about it, I promise you... You are not alone, mm-hmm. and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know there it is. sounds cliche, but if you pay attention to your emotions and you process them and you take care of yourself, I promise it gets better. Mm-hmm. It always does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, thanks so- for listening, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So next episode, we'll get more into it. Sorry yes. if it feels kind of like serious, but I that's, know. that's what I wanted to talk about. Should this have like a joke or something? <laughs> we all look at each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk Thanks to you next time. Do you have anything guys. else to say? Uh, nope. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> have a good day. Bye, guys. <laughs>